What's up? And welcome to issue four of the Stormcrow comic cast. I'm Ruben G. I'm Kevin Merrill. And uh, this issue, we're going to continue with uh, Batman number four. But uh, beforehand, Kevin. Yeah, we have a little update on the uh, on the, the app for the 336 uh, podcasting uh, network. Uh, so last time you were here with us... Um, listening to us loving every moment um i mentioned that uh you know the the app is is available on android devices and it is but specifically android devices that have access to the google play app because technically speaking there's not really an android app marketplace but but different ones um and most android devices like cell phones and things like that will come with the Google Play app or you could download it or, or what have you but i mentioned the Amazon Kindle right uh which does run on on one of the android operating systems um and and looking back hindsight being 2020 this makes sense Amazon has their own marketplace tied into that device and they don't allow you to download the Google Play app because through that you can buy books and music much the same as you can through the Amazon marketplace. So that it would be like allowing their competition on their own device. Right, right. Um, so you can't download the app there yet. I'm going to work because they do allow for third parties to submit podcasts for, for reviews uh, and approval. So hopefully, you know, I'm going to work on that later today, actually, um, once I get back to the shop from class. Um on submitting that to Amazon. So hopefully we can get that on their marketplace fairly soon. So buy um, an Android phone. Buy Don't an mess with phone. Kindle. Right. It's a waste of money. Yeah. It's a horrible device. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was great until I figured out that you couldn't <laughs> yeah. just right away download our app. Um, so now it's just, you know, I was about to buy a Kindle as exclusively for the reason of downloading the three, three, six cast, but I think I'm, I'm rethinking. Dude, you, you might as well just be burning $180, you Dude, know, just what a waste. Ugh, yeah. ugh, you, you would have just this terrible taste in your mouth after making that purchase. Just you, you'd want to smash it with a hammer or, you know, prop it up somewhere and then throw some batarangs at it, yeah. you know, whatever it's. It's garbage. I'm going to go cry into my Game Boy for a while. (laughs) Right. But like I said, if you have Google Play on your Android device, you can definitely just search for us there or, you know, uh, just click the link that I posted in the episode description from last time. It's it's there for download. And presumably, if you're listening to this right now, you have found a way to (laughs) listen find the Stormcrow comic cast or maybe some of our other good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget. You know, we're on iTunes. We're on 336cast.com. There's plenty of ways to, to get a hold of us. Awesome. Well, let's jump right into the issue. Um, when we left it, uh, Batman had just discovered the layer of the the Talon, uh, yeah. several different ones, and kaboom, crabboom, there's an R in there, uh, the top of the building explodes. And I gotta say, just, you know, this issue, a lot of fun, but there were several things that were, just didn't really click with mm-hmm. me. Um Really beginning with this explosion, you know, the the last issue leaves it a sort yeah. of cliffhanger um, with the the building just blowing the heck up. And um, even the first page of this new issue, the explosion seems really dangerous and big. And um, my problem with this is that the next page, uh, Batman starts to narrate what's going on. The the building is collapsing and falling down. But what he's talking about is how the tripwire, the explosion from it, isn't really actually the danger. The danger isn't getting hurt or killed. The yeah. danger is the fear 
um, it causes, you know, the, the victim. It, he says it demoralizes and terrorizes everyone in rage, suggesting that the enemy knows the terrain better than you do. And that might all be true, but when you have a month off and the last image you have is of this terrific explosion mm -hmm. and then he immediately downplays it in the first issue or in the first, you know, couple of pages of the next issue, it just doesn't make it seem as important and dangerous and whatever. Yeah. And so maybe I'm, I'm nitpicking a little bit, but it kind of set the tone for this issue for me because it was like real super dangerous situation and then it's kind of brushed off immediately. Um, and it just disappointed me a lot. The, uh, the other thing is that if this is a secret organization that has existed in Gotham for, you know, maybe 100, 200 years or whatever, and um, they rig their hidden layers to scare infiltrators, that doesn't make sense to me. They would be rigging it to destroy all evidence mm -hmm. and kill them it just doesn't fit with me i think if they had had these explosions you figure over 200 years there's got to be like i don't know two or three times some of these explosives have gone off yeah um wouldn't that have led to evidence that revealed the existence of the court of owls you know i, I think maybe what happened was you know when the court was going back over their books and you know they were seeing what was in the budget they just couldn't <laughs> afford anything of a higher caliber so they were like you know we got like you know indeed, a couple hundred indeed. bucks i guess we can get like a tripwire or something yeah. um the court is on a shoestring budget obviously yeah i mean they've, they've got all, really. we know they've got you know gliders for everyone in town um so you know the, by the time all those orders came in there just there wasn't a lot of of money left to wiggle with you know a simple solution yeah. for this for me would have been that in the previous issue that last page um the explosion may be not showing the top of the building absolutely just being destroyed but instead yeah showed maybe a close-up of Batman as the explosion starts to go off. And maybe, I don't know, have something in the background like, you know, I don't know, Chester George or something that he could presumably hide behind to take the brunt of the explosion. Sort of downplay um, how big the explosion is. It's still dangerous. If you have a yeah. close-up of Batman with an explosion sort of in the process of going off, there's obvious danger in there. Uh, but then it wouldn't have made this such a letdown here yeah. um so i i don't know moving on it's it's not the biggest I, deal but but i do want to remark on the art though even yeah. though you it might not feel like it had sort of the payoff that you were expecting right. it to man it looks beautiful though yeah, it really does all the the action the the, the giant uh giant sort of coin or whatever yeah. of the, of that owl the coming and crashing owl. down yeah. and just all the different angles of it you know um you know, fires all over the place. I really like this panel where Batman is is running through and he just smashes through that kind of glass case or whatever, where one of those Talon yeah. outfits are being uh, being, I guess, uh, sort of put on display. Yeah, or just whatever. like Batman has in the Batcave, uh, the owl has you know glass capsules with the uh, the outfit sort of uh, standing there as yeah. if there's somebody in it. But and, and he just crashes right through. But now I do have a bone to pick too. Okay, with this, and then it goes back to the first page. Now, if you'll remember, at the end of last issue, you even made a point to say, it says, Kraboom. <laughs> All of a sudden, we have a Kaboom. Yeah. Come on, DC. What, where's yeah. your consistency at? Yeah, it's like two <laughs> separate explosions. Are we to believe this is a magic explosion where the sounds change? Was it two explosions, one sounding like Kraboom and the other sounding like Kaboom? Yeah, you know, at this point, 
Honestly, I'm not even sure if there was an explosion. I think it was an inside job. <laughs> but uh, but no, uh, you know, I I think you I think you're you're bringing up valid points. Um, maybe this this particular scene wasn't Scott Snyder's strongest ever. Nice. Um, you know, I think I think, but I don't know. The 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 huge Batman fanboy in me does want to go. Of course, Batman would downplay this, though. You know, of course, right. he would say, oh, this is just to try to scare me. And and maybe in reality, if it was just another, you know, mortal man, he'd be, you know, uh, pooping bricks. You know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, I, I feel like um, these sort of things, it's, you know, it's a story about a guy who dresses yeah. up as a bat and fights crime. So it's sure. kind of ridiculous anyway. And how seriously are you going to take it? Uh, but I just think of the suspension yeah. of disbelief when you have a story that's consistent enough internally that you can sort of buy into the more far-fetched pieces of it. Um, that's good. And yeah. when you have these sort of stumbling blocks, it makes it harder to yeah. suspend your disbelief. You just start noticing these things. And I think that's sort of one of the things that happens to me in this issue. There's a couple of things I'll talk about as we go on that – Small stuff, but it just didn't click for me. But man, I, I do, I really do have to agree. And I didn't think about this until you you just brought it up. But you know, the court of vows they they rely so heavily on secrecy, right? And so running the risk of of someone discovering one of their their hideouts or whatever, and clearly finding evidence that they're you know a real thing, you would think that they would they would wire something up to not only. You attempt to kill whoever's in there, but to erase all evidence, right. just disintegrate it all. So I think I think that's totally totally valid. Um, I, I I do agree, and and you know, like I said, thinking about that for the first time, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, uh, maybe you know, there's maybe a lot of reasoning you can go back and you can you know explain away. Um, so this isn't about science. Yeah. This is just about you know how it hits you and right. how you feel when you're reading yeah. it. I mean, and, you know, at the end of the day. It is a comic book, so you know science isn't always going to be that's right the same in, yeah. in a comic as it is in, in in reality. But you know, I can't help but wonder if maybe if Snyder was were to go back and and look at this the scene, if maybe he wouldn't kind of arrange it differently. Yeah, just he, he might have a different touch, just like uh you know Krabum. Maybe he he was like, Ugh, I really don't <laughs> like the R there. Yeah. Okay, new issue. It's Kaboom. Yeah. All right, we're good. We're retconning the last yeah, issue. Right. Um, but no. I, I, yeah, I think good points. Yeah. So. See, we we can criticize Batman. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's hard. Yeah, but you've got to really you gotta you gotta try and and you gotta maybe fight with yourself in, internally a yes, little bit. That's but, right. That's right. Um, so anyway, so Batman escapes this uh, this exploding room um, in a very you know very awesome way. He he jumps through the. It, it looks like he has like a some sort of laser. He's burning a hole in the side of the yeah. wall, and he he he. he Pops through that and, you know, spins around midair, pulls out his grappling hook to catch onto the side of the building so he doesn't fall to his horrible, horrible death. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. As the explosion stuff. continues, I'll point out, so there's more explosions. This obviously wasn't meant to kill anybody, just to scare them. And yet yeah. there's multiple explosions going right. off as he flies out. <laughs> Whatever. I'll move on, I promise. <laughs> uh, they actually brought Michael Bay in for this Yes, issue. yes. That is right. So... Yeah, like you said, moving along, we're back in the Batcave. Yeah. This beautiful, beautiful Batcave, Dr. Pulo. Um, and we see Dick Grayson. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, Dick is uh, checking on Bruce. Yeah. And, you know, one of the common things in a lot of Batman books is is how much Bruce as Batman pushes himself and mm-hmm. really doesn't get the rest or take care of himself the right. way he needs. And so they sort of touch on this. Uh, as you know, as great as he is, he's still just a man. Some You got to sleep sometime, you know? Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, Dick is having this sort of his own internal monologue that we're being let in on. And uh, Dick is. I think, or, or maybe he's talking to Alfred. Here. Is he talking to Alfred? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You're right. Because there's, there's Alfred also. See, those boxes always throw me up because they're either a conversation that's happening off screen or just the character talking to himself. Or well, I mean, you're new to comics and some of those you might, you might not have picked up on, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're using the same See, This is why we need to bring thought bubbles back Yes, yes. because we're using <gasps> the bubbles. same, the same squares for both eternal dialogue and external dialogue. Yeah. yeah. No, it's interesting. Cause you know, I think thought bubbles in a way really have been replaced by that just sort of square dialogue box. Yeah. And you know, the quotation marks are really your only clue, whether it's being verbally said or it's just being thought, mm-hmm. but you know, whatever. And uh, so, you know, Bruce should be getting his rest, but is. Uh, Dick goes down into the back cave. He discovers that Bruce is not resting. He is, uh, you know, investigating um, some of the evidence. Uh, last issue, he had requested that um, Alfred unearth the remains of Alan Wayne. And so now we find Bruce hard at work um, analyzing them. And yeah. he discovers uh, what looks to be a metamorphic rock on the uh, the bones, which will come into play later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he and, uh, Dick talk about, you know, some of the different evidence and Dick, Dick replies that he was speaking to Gordon and Gordon thinks he's maybe being, um, overly cynical or overly skeptical about the existence of the court of owls. And finally we get Bruce revealing why he has been so skeptical. It's not just because of his arrogant ownership over the city. Um, but there's really a specific reason. Mm -hmm. Um, when his parents were killed, he was looking for some answers. Right. And he had heard about the court of owls and he sort of looks into it and the possibility of whether they were involved with his parents' death. And, you know, even a young Bruce is a smart kid and is is sort of connecting dots on the existence of the possible Court of Owls. And through his investigation, he uh, discovers a house called Harbor House, and it has um, a double owl crest on the side of the building. And all these little tidbits are like, oh, you know, the Court of Owls is real. He goes up into it and doesn't realize that he's locked himself in and yeah. ends up staying in this abandoned building uh, for about a week before he's discovered. And after this, he sort of drops his, his childhood investigation. And so now as all this new evidence has been coming up in the last, you know, uh, in, in these previous issues in the story arc, he's, he's dismissive of it because he has looked into the court of owls as a child. Right. But he still has some clues to work on for what's going on right now. Yeah. Headed back down to the sewer um, where he's going to find out these, you know, this next lead. And he's narrating that the, uh, his grandfather, uh, he's going back basically to the location where his grandfather body was presumably found. And 
the internal monologue, he's talking about how his, his naked body was discovered here, beneath the city in the sewers. The corpse had been down here so long that Alan had to be identified by the fillings in his teeth. And th this is sort of like, you know, one of the other spots where I was just kind of like, meh. Um, in the previous issue, when we sort of flash back to 1922 and Alan's yeah. presumed death, um, he is talking to police officers. Mm -hmm. They turn around and he drops down the sewer. So the idea that they didn't know exactly where his body was, fish him back out, and maybe, yeah. you know, maybe he had died, but it just didn't seem right to me. If his body decomposed, it doesn't happen in a minute. Right. You know, that's a couple of weeks or something. And so what his, his body dropped down the sewer was washed away and it took them a real long time to find the body. I guess it's possible, uh, but it just, it just didn't seem right to me. I think uh, one of the things he talks about here is that he didn't actually drown. Um, when, he, when he had Alfred uh, unearth his bones and earlier he was sort of examining the remains, he found uh, tiny puncture wounds like uh, stab wounds, right. which of course is reminiscent of all the throwing knives that we've seen with the owls. And so I kind of feel like maybe... Snyder sort of backed himself into a corner and was like, all right, so he's actually dying by these throwing knives, but why didn't the cops in 1922 discover the, the, the stab wounds? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe his body had decomposed. Well, if his body had decomposed, that needs some time. So maybe he gets washed away. And now he's in this situation where like these cops look like idiots because this famous guy who they, they recognize Alan Wayne. This is one of the uh, pillars of, of Gotham city. Um, they, as close to witnessing him disappearing as you can get. Yeah. And now they couldn't find his body and end up decomposing and whatever. So one of these sort of little things that's catching me this issue, but um, I got to say to depart from that, I really do like this page. It's really cool. Batman's down in the sewer. He's got a glow stick in his hand and it's casting shadows back around in this sort of circular um, kind of brick-looking subway tunnel. It's a really yeah. cool picture. I really like it quite a bit. Spends a lot of time down in sewers. <laughs> yes. Just overall in different stories. You know, it's kind of his Dude, thing. he must stink. Yeah. He must just smell so raw. I mean, you think about like the workout he puts himself through anyway, but if he's got sewage on him, yeah. it must be disgusting. Just Alfred always <laughs> just has just a ton yeah. of Clorox on hand to really wipe down that, yeah. that bat suit. Maybe he's got stock in like Febreze or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's Bruce, you know, he's rich. Um, it, Mentioned earlier that he discovers traces of like metamorphic rock. And um, the clue is that metamorphic rock is uh, not likely to be found in the sewers where Alan was found. So it, presumably his body had decomposed. It had gotten some of this metamorphic rock while it was down in the sewers sort of on it. Yeah. And so Batman's like, what's the deal? There shouldn't be metamorphic rock down there. Mm -hmm. And he goes down, you know, the, you turn the page and he's, he's getting deeper in the sewer. And uh, it seems like he's finding traces of it. And we see a pair of glowing eyes yes. in the shadows. He is not alone. No, and this, uh, this talon just kind of pops out and smashes uh, Batman's head. It looks like through, through one of the brick walls. Yeah, yeah, this is, I mean, a little bit of superhuman strength. Yeah. Uh, maybe some old building material. Uh, and then maybe it's, 
you know, a false wall to a degree. It, it seems unlikely that he's really going to be pushing him through hundreds of feet of stone and whatever. So maybe it's just a little, you know, half brick wall or something down in the sewer. Yeah. I, I do like the picture. The The talon sort of comes up behind him, you know, puts his hand on the back of his head and shoves him, you know, hurls him sort of through into the wall. Yeah. And uh, if you look in the picture, the Talon is simultaneously removing his utility belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got one hand on the back of Batman's head and the other hand ripping the util- utility belt from him. And uh, they, uh, you know, Bruce uh, or whatever. Just, he's trying to strip strip him away from his gadgets as much as possible. Certainly, certainly. And they, they retell the, the Talon rhyme, the Court of Vowels rhyme. Yeah, which is such a, a cool way, I think, to, to end, too, because it... It kind of has this, this nursery rhyme vibe to it in a way, and kind of like a like a dark, creepy way. Yeah. But it, you know, the you see the light start to go out too, which kind of reminds me of maybe someone like going to sleep listening to one of these these rhymes, you know, before bed or something like that. Or, you know, uh, falling into the rabbit hole. You know, yeah. he's really uh, the mystery is coming to get him, and the the rhyme reminds me of like a grim fairy tale where. Sure, it might be for kids, but there is something dark and there is something messed up behind it. Yeah. And um, now it's it's coming to get its dues paid or whatever. Mm-hmm. But turn, uh, turn the page and um, whatever false wall or whatever it was that he got crashed through, he has fallen into a chamber and it is a maze. Yes. He is, in this maze, he's it's lit up. Uh, you can't tell if it's either by like a spotlight or maybe just the remnants of uh, his little glow stick. And uh, there's this sort of like owl goggle uh, screen over where uh, Batman is. And it has the masked, what appears to be three members of the court of owls with those uh, owl masks that we've talked about a couple of times, the small beak, the eyes. Yeah. Um, Welcome Batman to the labyrinth. And that's the end of issue four. But but check check this out though. This is kind of cool. Look at the difference between your page and my page. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, so once again, Ruben's reading from the trade uh, and speaking in third person. <laughs> yes, and speaking in third person. And Kevin, uh, you know, has the single issue. Yeah. And they do the credits. The, the labyrinth it has these walls, these maze-like walls, and along the top of the walls in the single issue. Uh, the credits are written. It's a yeah. small difference. But, also, but then there's this big face the court right. caption, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's kind of neat to see some of the differences between floppies and trades. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, I've, we've been talking about, I've been looking into getting a, some of my comics bound. And one of the things I was wanting to do was include as much of like advertisements and random stuff in there. Yeah. Because uh, it's just. It's part of the experience for me. It helps keep the story kind of in the, in the context of the time. too. The, the context of the time. It, it brings me back to when I first read it, other sort of memories of that time for yeah. me. I, I personally enjoy it. But this is interesting because that is very, the page really looks different in the trade versus the single issue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there were some complaints about this issue, but, but overall, how do you, do you feel like this kind of progressed the story in a well, positive it, way? It definitely did. This was the bridge to him encountering, you know, more of the court. And, yeah. uh, you know, so it was very important. And honestly, the criticisms, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how it sounds, but I like the book. I love the book. Yeah. Uh, and, and 
perhaps these criticisms stuck out to me even more so because I do enjoy it and sure. because so much of it is consistent. But, you know, the things that bothered me, the explosion from now on, it's like if an explosion goes off, well, next issue, I'm sure they're going to tell me it was just a firecracker. And it <laughs> you know, it's like whatever. So I'm not there's not as much suspense. Yeah. You know, that's sort of the way it affected me. Yeah. Um, when Batman's got his childhood investigation, you know, he's finding a lot of evidence for the existence of the Court of Owls. Yeah. And he goes up into that room. He gets locked in. You know, a very traumatic experience to be locked in a room for, I think he describes as a week. Right. As a, as a child. As a child. That's pretty messed up. Right. But at the same time, um, does this traumatic experience give any ex uh, evidence that the Court of Owls doesn't exist? I don't see it. Right. It seems like he just kind of got scared off from the investigation yeah. by having this happen and he kind of dropped it. Which is okay, but now that he's older, I would expect him to look back on those experiences and perhaps reflect that there was more investigation to be done. Right. And so that's one of the things that kind of – he's so sure the court can't exist. There's no way they exist. I investigated mm -hmm. it. I've looked through every clue. And it's like, nah, you kind of dropped the case when you got scared off, which I don't blame you for, but you didn't fully investigate the thing. Right. And then there's the whole thing about uh, Alan Wayne's body decomposing and the fact that it must have been washed away super quick so that the cops who were standing, I don't know, 20 feet away yeah. uh, couldn't have found it immediately. So small things, but they were all sort of just catching my attention as we went through the issue. Just, uh, you know, a couple, couple uh, scenes here and there where, you know, Scott Snyder could have delivered a little bit more. Uh, just a little bit tighter. It yeah, could have been, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm a Debbie Downer, too, so there's that. Right. <laughs> uh, so, pick of the week? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, for the third episode in a row, I'm going with the Marvel title. Yeah, you're uh, crazy. <laughs> Daredevil number one, uh, Mark Wade. Yeah. So, huh? Uh, I think it's still, uh, it's still Matt Murdock, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Matt Murdock. Um, but, you know, look, looking through this... Uh, you know, we talked about this a couple of days ago, just just in the in the shop. Um, but I, I love just kind of the vibe of the art. It's, it's got a very sort of uh, classic sure. to it in, yeah. in a way. It's kind of cartoony, but it also they're they're very big on all the sound effects. You know, it, right. big bright colors, yeah. a very bold look to it. Uh, it doesn't have some of the hyper detail that, you know, has been around since like, you know, the mid nineties or whatever, with right. guys like Jim Lee and whatnot. And, and this, this one panel right here, I, I just love the transition, but uh, Daredevil is almost said Batman. Daredevil's holding this, this little girl that he's trying to, trying to bring to safety or what have you. And uh, he's in this alleyway and he's just kind of jumping from, from place to place all in one panel. So there's three different daredevils there, but he's in a different pose and he, yeah, each yeah. time he's drawn. And it's just really cool. And I think that kind of helps to kind of emphasize just how quickly he's moving. You know, right. I think more than anything that all of this action is happening in one panel. Yeah. So instead of a series of panels, no, it's nice. And when it's done well, stuff like that can really uh, help you imagine what it looks like in between the pictures, how he's flipping, how his body's contorting and moving and how yeah. he's straining. And uh, so that can be very nice. Yeah, it's, it's a fun book. Uh, Daredevil number one on shelves. Now at Stormcrow comics. Yeah. Mark Wade. I mean, you local can comic shop wherever you are. Yeah. So. Stormcrow. Stormcrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
My pick of the week, you know, I didn't have anything from my poll list come out last week, I don't believe. Uh, but there are a couple that I've sort of been kicking myself for not having been picked up. And I'm just going to sort of mention them. I've really been enjoying uh, Pikmin. And he's got his God is Dead series, uh, which there's a new issue. They've all got incredible covers. Yeah. Um, and many covers, too. Yeah, for yeah, each yeah. One. You don't want to call it a variant. You want to... I don't know. It's, <laughs> there's just like a hundred each issue. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of wish I was reading that. Um, Lazarus was another image book. I was I sort know. of checking out. Um, read issue one, but didn't continue with it. And they're on issue seven now. Hopefully I won't need it. And the last one though, that I, it's the only Marvel book right now that I, I sort of have any interest in, but um, Superior Spider-Man, the new annual just came out. Yeah. And uh, that's one that if I could go back in time, I'd really like to be reading Dan Slott's whole run. And it just really seems like he's done some fun stuff with the the characters, you sure. know, Doc Ock and whatnot. So it's been one of our best sellers here. So yeah. it's it's not quite the Batman as far as as far as issue sales go, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty strong. Yeah, and people mean, have really been enjoying it. Batman is is top of the charts. Yeah, it's selling a lot as he should be. Yes. Even yes. even when you have an issue that maybe isn't hitting on all cylinders like issue four, <laughs> it's still better than anything else out there. And it was a good issue, you know, <laughs> lest uh, you guys out there think I, I didn't like it. It was just the stuff that sort of caught in my craw, so to speak, and yeah. uh, whatever. But uh, Superior Spider-Man apparently has none of that. It's a perfect book. And mm -hmm. yeah. So. Thank you, John. Um, plugs? Dude, you know no. me. I just want to thank you for doing the show with yeah. me. Well, thank you for, for doing it with me. Um, just want to remind everyone that app is available through the Google Play uh, Marketplace. Uh, just search for the 336 Podcasting Network or, you know, there's a link in the episode description. You can just click there from your device and install it right on onto it. Um, check out 336cast.com if you just want to stream on your computer. Uh, and check us out on iTunes. You can download us there. Carry us around on your iPhone, on your iPad, you know, whatever. Listen on your on your MacBook, I guess, if you're a Mac guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, thanks for listening. And I guess we'll talk to you next week with Batman Issue 5. We're getting close to the end of the Court of the Yes, House. we are. Yes, we are. So, Have a great week, guys. Bye.